day. I can't remember. It might have been episode two or three. And it was a Friday. So Dave traditionally went home on, early on Fridays. And because um, he was there for every single rehearsal, every, you know, pretty much the shooting of all things while writing the show. Because we had everything on. We had our writer's room on the ranch. Everybody was together. This is Melody Ranch, right? It was Melody Clarita. Ranch, yeah. yeah. So it was Friday, and the director said to me, "Do you have at lunch, do you have any thoughts about that scene? And I lied and said, uh, well, Dave and I spoke about it last night. And uh, right off my, the, you know, I don't know, back then my brain worked better than now. Um, and I said, yeah, I'd like to do something sort of biblical with, a, with something to do with his feet and, and uh, you know, have maybe a, and dangerous and have a cutthroat razor that I'm shaving his corns with. Because oh my, my, gr- my dad used to do that to my granny and it, the image just came into my mind. And um, so we did that. So the director loved it because it had been sanctioned by David, he thought. That's brilliant. In fact, it had not. And, um, and so we went ahead and, and we're, we're shooting it. And um, I improv a line, something like, you want it, I should do the other foot. And, he, and Swearingen came back in, looked at me and said, please. Where do you get the balls to just suggest that to the director and say that the right, that's already been sanctioned by the writer? They were, it's called survival. <laughs> <laughs> and in a town of liars and, uh, you know, con artists, yeah. I figured why not be one more. And also it was just, you know, sometimes when you're a woman, it's better that it's someone else's idea. God damn it. You know? Yeah. Um, but also I was just cheeky and only like, you know, I, I hadn't quite reached the level of cynicism that I have – discovered in my 40s <laughs> but yeah, yeah but it. but that was that kind of it was that kind of show where you were on your toes your ideas were fresh it was in a way a, a sort of a sense of you know you got to live the part in that you had to survive and you had to be smart and you had to be aware and understand your relationship to your actors etc so you know it's it's sort of it was sort of very, I hate the fucking word organic, but it was organic in that w- regard. That's what and, I've heard about this yeah. show. And and I've had a few run-ins with people from this show in varying capacity, and I always ask them. I, I never harass actors about their work or anything, but this is the one exception because I love this show so much. So I've talked to Jim Beaver. Yes. I think Garrett Dillahunt a little bit. Right. Um, and I've always asked them because my understanding is that Milch will really work on your character arc, what he's getting from you. He That's lets right. that inform the writing. So that yeah. must have happened if you were slated to die. And then I, I at an audition once I ran into Richeson, the old man. Yes. That, and I asked him that he was just a background extra. And then he was just But he just of, had that great look. And, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And we just sort of started to bring him into the sort of four, you know, because it was there was something so great about that. It was a very comedic team yeah. with um, E.B. Farnham, oh, you know, yeah. Bill Sanderson and, and, and Richardson. And it was like, okay, this is just too priceless. Or Dave also chose, you know, there was one guy who he decided he was a background actor. And I loved all those guys because that's what made our show so authentic and amazing. But he became the titlicker because... <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that's Remember right. I, I do, and he would do a run by titlicking. He would do right? a run by titlicking, <laughs> and Dave would make it a thing because there you are, and on the day you never fucking know what he's going to want to throw in. Oh. So we worked in that very, you know, yes, we all came as prepared as possible, but Dave's 
Dave talks a lot. I mean, he's a, he's sort of the most amazing man, but he ta- he talks about visions come to prepared souls. That's mm. sort of his motto in life. And basically the preparation for that job is to sort of, you know, to be to be ready to go, to lift your skirt and jump, you know. Uh-huh. Especially if you're a man, lift your skirt. <laughs> but uh, you know, that was it. Just to sort of have faith in the thing. And so how much do you think your your whole character arc over three seasons it was never written. It was it no. evolved over the three seasons. And and were there any points during the run that you thought, okay, this is a definite fork in the road. I saw this happen. He didn't plan this. I didn't plan this. But together we found it. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I fe- I felt that quite early on. I think by about episode four, I felt like we are doing this dance. He's watching me. And and he would come and say, you know, his language was so precise, but he'd say, what's a good word for? And he started to ask me those, maybe as a kindness, but I think he knew how much I loved language. And, and you know, he'd say, what's a, what's a great way to say killed himself? And I'd say did himself in or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know. And um, to certain... Uh, Directors would try to enforce their will onto things, and Dave would say, "Step back, let let them do what they're doing." Mm-hmm. You know, um, but there was definitely. I remember at one moment the relationship with Saul Star. That just came out of a need. I think David saw John and I talking one day, and the idea 